Emergency, emergency. This emergency broadcast of the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast is brought to you by two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk everything yes in the footy club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott on this emergency COVID-affected elimination final update. Scotty. Hello, everyone. Uh, we had the 2020 halfback McKenna COVID gate, and now we've got the 2021 halfback Heine COVID gate. So this is not good, man. Don't play at the halfback is my advice. Uh, yes, don't, just don't, don't play half. That's exactly right. Don't play halfback um, and when there's still COVID around. So, uh, yeah, we obviously got the news quarter to five that uh, Heine visited Tier 2 site. Uh I'm, I'm reading it was like a shopping center or something. Something like that. Uh, and the T Tasmanian government rules are that any T2s has to isolate before they come to Tasmania. We all get that. Fine. It's just it's just rotten, rotten luck for a guy who's played nearly every game, if not every game this year, and was close to all Australian top 40 selection in my view. I reckon. So, I reckon. Uh, just I really feel for him because he's – He's had such a big year, and and there's nothing worse. He got the test today, and he got tested negative. There's nothing worse than telling someone you can't play an elimination final for for a for a, a disease you don't have. Yeah, uh, that's exactly right. And, and it's all out of mind you. Yeah, politically, politically, and and for my own little reasons, it does show you how much faith they put in the PCR test, right? You just you get the test the government says to say whether or not you've got COVID. It comes back as negative, and they still don't believe you. But, but anyway, wouldn't it also? Yeah. Wouldn't that also mean fourteen days, man? If we, if we win, yeah, well, and we play next week. You ain't playing next week, neither. That's the unknown. You know, um, there's no doubt. I know it, it might even depend on the state. It, it, there's no doubt. There's been cases this year where there've been some players granted permission with when they've had two or three negatives. Uh, so I don't know what that what that will be. And, you know, I don't know what state we'll be playing in. Uh, cause it'll be, yeah, that's true also. Uh, so I'll, that will play out. I, I saw, I think Daniel Cherney saying that Essen's already, you know, talking about what that would look like. Um, as far as next week working with the AFL, you know, if it was in, if it was in New South Wales, I mean, Hindy's got more chance of catching COVID from New South Wales than New South Wales has of catching it from Cody from Hindy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So look, it's, yeah, I mean, Heine, you know, obviously not going to listen to this, but I'm so sorry, man. Uh, you deserve oh. you deserve to play this game. Oh, um, so look, obviously, and he's a weapon for us too. That's the thing, right? Yeah, he's 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 he breaks the lines, and that's the that's the real thing. Um, yep. Uh, so, what does it mean, Scotty? What does it mean for the team now? Right? Like, what a what happens now? Well, I mean. In some ways, that wasn't the only shock to me in, in some ways. Yes. Because yes. Jai Caldwell comes into the side uh, with Marty Gleeson. But Jai Caldwell, I must admit, I didn't pick that one. Uh, no, I, I didn't. I just thought 20 weeks is too long. I, I did, you know, during the day, there was some talk about it because there was a guy who was watching from the fence, watching the guys train. And the senior plays, you know, when you watch Essendon train, you kind of have one color bib and another color bib, you know, two teams yeah. doing match simulation. Often you have one bib for the senior guys in the midweek because um, you, you want them to get together. And, you know, then you have the seconds or the VFL playing another bib. And he noted that Coldwell was playing 
with the seniors and Clarky was playing with the with the other side. Um, so he just went, oh, I find that I found that quite interesting. I must admit, it did prick my ears up. Went, I wonder if we're going to go for it here. Uh, <laughs> talent wise, no issue. Like he's a, he's a very very good player. I watched him all preseason. There was a reason why he played every JLT. There's a reason why he played the first two rounds. Uh, so talent wise, I have no problem. It is a genuine risk to miss twenty weeks of senior football and I, forgetting the scratch matches at Windy Hill. Uh, it is a it is a big risk. Uh, there's no doubt about that. They they're obviously seeing him. Uh, the one thing that he has an advantage over Shield and McGrath is he's done about a six-week block of heavy full training. Uh, and then he's played the two scratch matches. So he'll be running across the ground a lot better than where when we introduced Shield and McGrath, which was quite rushed. And I was I was wondering about that. To bring this is a very, very big call. Yes. Okay, in my in my opinion, this is a, this is a really big call. Now, the just just to to and we'll get to him, but the replacement of Hind, which is awful. With Marty Gleason, mm-hmm. is in my opinion, you go, who would I pick? I would pick Hindy. Sorry, Marty, but I would pick him. Um, but you bring Marty Gleason in and you're going to get a solid performer. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he, Scotty was talking to me before this emergency pod um, that he played against the dogs last time, did the Dyson Heppel role and did quite well. You've got to love Marty Gleason. He's a, he's a good performer, right? So I'm not that worried. The Cold War one. Is a gamble, man. Now, yeah. if I know if I know the club at all at the Great, lost your audio, sorry. <laughs> now I've got you. There we go. Sorry about that. Um <laughs> if I know the club, then the club just censored you. If I, <laughs> if, I, if I know the club, the club just went, nope. <laughs> <Second>. <laughs> the views of the Essendon Footy Club do not necessarily reflect the views of Grant Us. Um <laughs> So, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So they would have put that kid through full, um, uh, like, recovery and um, performance which, testing. Which I know he has. I know he has. I do know which that. Which you know he has, right? But the bit that gets me is that the, you're never going to be able to get match simulation for him to get up to speed and get all of that sort of stuff, right? No. So I'm going to I'm gonna err on the side of caution with the club and say that he's done more than what he needed to do. But to get to get in a final man, like even yeah, like if he played, yeah. if he played against the GC or Collingwood, you'd go fine. He's back. We're going to get a couple of games into him, like they're done with Shield. Get a few games into him, and he'll be right for that first final. But to bring a kid like that back after twenty weeks, an entire season break, basically, to bring him back in an elimination final, no less, it's not. It's is a massive vote of confidence for that kid for a start off. And secondly, it's a humongous gamble that if it pays off, they'll look like champions. If it doesn't, there will be shoes being <laughs> inserted in areas by supporters left and right, I would imagine. And it's a gamble because of the guy who he's taking out. Like he's, yeah. Dylan Clark had a pretty big influence against the dog. So, absolutely. So that's, that's the other side of the coin. Uh, the gamble is say, Say Essendon get up and win the game. Then you mean when? <laughs> then yeah. Then you as then 
it's it's a positive. Like that's the gamble, right? If Cobalt plays an elimination final and gets through it and we actually win, the positive is you've got now Jai Cobalt up and about and playing in in the final series. But that's that's yeah, it's I'll be very, very interested. I mean it'll be one of the things I'll be looking at the most to see where this guy's at. Um, now where did um where did Clark start the game, right? Because you and um, on our Patreon episode yesterday, we uh, we had a chat with um, the VFL president, Paul Cousins. If you're not a uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash lunchtime catch up podcast. Um, as little as three bucks, you can get two extra shows um, a week, Thursday night team selection show um, and a uh, after the game uh, reaction show. But we, all, we sort of said that um, Dylan went to Libba around the ground at stoppages and the like. Yep. Um, where did Dylan start off, right? Because is that is that going to mean Calders is going to start maybe on a forward flank or will he start in the middle? Yeah, well, that's where he was playing to me. Dylan Clark was playing a half-forward kind of role and he would move a little bit up to the wings when there's stoppages and, and meet up with Libba. And that's the thing, right? Uh, he there's, there's probably a misconception that he tagged Libba. He didn't tag Libba. He met up with Libra sometimes on stoppages around the wings and and that kind of area. It wasn't or the forward line to limit his his influence, but it, he never actually tagged Libra. So if that makes it, he, like, he ne- there's an actual stat. He didn't attend one centre bounce that whole game. Uh, yeah. So that's that tells you it wasn't a total tagging role. It, no, that's it's just true. he helped out when there were stoppages around the wings or forward. So, it, but he played a decent game. I, I will give him that. But yeah, they. You know, there was something that Truck said last night on AFL 360 on Coldwell, and one that he really rated his preseason, um, which from what I saw, I, yes, I agree. But he said, if I think Coldwell has a role that can benefit the team, then I'll play him. That's the – so okay. he, I have no way, idea where he'll line up. He played half forward for the Giants quite a lot. So he, I mean, Cobble almost came to us because he couldn't get an inside, yeah, uh, midfield gig because of the obvious Kellyers and all them. And um, the way that after the six three six or whatever the hell it is now, um, set up, the half forwards run towards the the contest anyway, unless there's unless they see us making a break and they run out towards a wide flank or something like that. Coldwell will become a midfielder very quickly. In that yeah, half he'll, forward he'll position, he'll run up and rotate through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll run up and rotate too. So I, I just, it's brave, man. It's brave. I, I'm, I'm looking at the selection too, and I'm going, oh, okay, very brave, brave from an for an elimination. Say that quickly, an elimination final. Very brave for a first year um, coaching group um, to bring in a kid like that. But also, am I sitting here going, is it a mistake? Ah. Uh, no. Well, it's it's all it's all hindsight, right? It's 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 that's trucks taking that gamble, but you have to back with what they're seeing. I mean, that the the only thing that gives me slight little comfort is I know how long he's been doing full training. It was been it's been a a long time. Uh, okay, so it's not, and that's an interesting point. It's not like he he passed the fitness test on Thursday. He passed it six weeks been, ago. Yeah, uh, so he's been doing um just normal running around at training and stuff. He's probably passed it six weeks ago. He's over and above what he technically needs to play footy. He played two scratch matches and did well in them. 
So I'm not sure. Like, it's also good, but when you think about it, what else does the kid have to do to get a game? Yeah, it's it's just a, it, it, it's yeah. It, I think you said it perfectly. If it was three weeks ago, it's a no-brainer. It's a it, the, it's just a, the sheer risk of a scratch match at Windy Hill elimination final against the Western Bulldogs. That's the yeah. the only and risk is, is yeah. it's it's three levels step up. And and can he? Will he be overwhelmed with that sudden? You know. He has the ball and has half a second to think about what to do rather than Windy Hill against VFL guys. That has do you know what I do like? I like the vote of confidence in the kid. Oh, he, he, yeah, he would know the tr- that truck believes in him. Oh, and it's like <laughs> playing Cox and Perkins all year, right? Like there's consistency and I, I love it, truck. I know you're a listener. Mate, we love it. We love the consistency, man. You, you're playing kids and that's fine. And you play... Cox and Perkins, and you play, you play, and you play, and you play them. And if you, you bring in Caldwell because he is a very talented footballer and he is ready to go, like fine, he hasn't played six weeks worth of. We wouldn't be having this discussion if there was a VFL, yeah. right? Because Caldwell would have been down there. He would have got leather poisoning in his first game. Would have dominated in his second game, and everybody would have been going, mate. Caldwell got thirty-eight touches in the twos. Um, looked like a beast. Bring him in. So it's just that we haven't seen him do anything and he's played a, a scratch match in Windy Hill. Is it going to be enough for him to be running around doing really well? So, look, I I don't think if you're honest you could say it's a mistake. It's brave. It's brave. It's big brave. But uh, and yeah. one thing I will say to fans, because I think there was like a bit of immediate panic when they heard the high news. And trust me, I was like, what? Um, if there's ever... A level of comfort I can give you is is just to make sure you have a think about the year in total because we've lost the McGraths, we've lost the Shields, the Colwells, the Drapers yep. for ten weeks, yep. the Happels, uh, the Happels. You know we've we've lost these guys all during the year, and what Trucks done has developed a very simple. Each player has a role, and they go out and play it. Uh, and, and they perform really well. No one would have thought a Sarah Durham, Cutler, Clark, these guys last week would have would have easily just stepped aside Collingwood and said, well, we're much better than you. So, And that's because they're a role-based team. So understand, have some confidence in this team because their systems that, that they have in place, I don't think, I think there'll be a fan view of Heine leaving and I think, uh, Merritt and Parrish would not even lose sleep over it. They, they would back where they are, what they yep. need to do, and 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 go in and, and approach it that way. And I'll tell you what, it's got a touch of the, the Richmonds about it. Um, that I mean, Richmond for ages were great because they played role-based footy. Yep. Everybody knew their role, and they're still doing it now. They're just getting older or they're no good or nobody can stay up that long forever. Um, but they knew what they needed to do. Each one of the players came in and did their job. Um, and when you did your job like that, you trusted in the coaches that if each person met their KPIs and and did what they were supposed to do, you you looked great as a football team. So it's a good point you make in that Calders will know what his role is in the club. The boys, the the coaches will be around him right now, probably this very instant, or have already done it and said, right, I called us, mate, here's your job. Your job is X, your job is Y, and it's one and it's two and it's three and all of these things, and everybody around him will expect him to do that job and they'll do their jobs yeah, and they'll yeah. help when they need to. So 
it's a it's a simple game of footy when you're uh, when you know exactly what you're doing. So look, I'm I'm a big big fan of of Caldwell. I really am. He looks really good when he touches it. And again, you, my mind starts to wander and sit and go, "Geez, man, what if he gets it a bit? What if Caldwell actually gets it a bit and really gets involved and becomes another midfielder that the dogs have to deal with?" Yeah, I know we've got to deal with their somewhat above average um, midfield, but now they've got to deal with this kid. Mm. They've got to run with him all game because we've got another fresh young midfielder to be running around in our team. So, geez, man, it'll be interesting. Uh, and and just to if people are interested, uh, the ins and outs. If it was the last time we played the Dogs, which was what two or three weeks ago, the outs are Cox, Waller, Clark, and Hines. So those four guys played. Against the dogs, the yep. I, the ins are McGrath, Perkins, Heppel, Colwell. So it's it's pretty decent. <laughs> it, yeah, it's you know that shows you a bit of depth. Um, just for people who are curious, the Western Bulldogs actually would have six changes, six guys going out, six guys coming yeah. in. So it, you know, there's a little bit of an unknown to all this. But the the one thing I don't think is an unknown is uh. That we've for probably eighteen games this year out of the twenty two troubled a lot of sides. Either got close to winning or winning, and and we are pretty predictable and consistent. And I'll, I'll back our guys in any day. And and you know, if there's ever more confidence you can have that the opening bounce of this game is Sam Draper and three all Australian top selection forty players underneath the ball. Mm-hmm. Two All Australian in the top twenty-two, and one. That's going to be good, man. It's going to be. But that's reality. It's Merritt Parish Stringer. There's top forty. Three yep. of them are underneath Sam Draper's, uh, you know, left hands. and right hands. Left and right hands. So, it's you know, it's a pretty decent view for Draper to uh, to hand the ball off to. So, and then just just on top of that is, I, mean, I know it's it's the dirty dogs, and we don't care. But geez, what a spectacle of football it's going to be tomorrow, man. You've got McRae and Bont in there as well, who made the All Australians. You got uh, Parish and Sunday, sorry, yep, Sunday even. Um, Parish and Merritt in there. You've got Draper jumping on top of who is their backup ruckman? Uh, they, they don't really have one. It's, it's okay. It's, so it's English. Whatever, and... whatever sort of half decent sized arrangement they throw at at um, Sammy. I tell you what. Then you can you can swap Merritt out and chuck Caldwell in there for five minutes if you want to, and um, this is going to be a, like from a football fan's point of view, this is going to be a great game of footy. By the way, just to watch as a fan because you've got two really good, really on fire midfields at the moment that are going to be battling for the ascendancy to get it down to their guys first. And I know that happens in every game of footy, but geez, this is going to be some serious talent on display. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is yeah, like you said, it's five all Australians sitting under the ball, and the it's incredible, right? <laughs> I it's mean, incredible. top forty, sorry, top forty selection order. Yeah, uh, yeah, it might yeah. even be six or, but yeah, but it's yeah, it's there's some serious talent in this game, and yep. and it's exciting for us to even say that ourselves. Uh, so oh, that's, that's why I want to watch the game, man. I want to watch the game on Sunday because man, we are more than half a chance, I reckon. And just on top of that, you've got all Australians left and right. Yeah, it's going to be an incredible game of footy. Do we still think? Um, who do we think for sub? Hmm. Gut feels says Cox. 
That's yeah, gut I, feel. I think they like him. He's just ridiculously versatile. Um, yeah, I. That's my gut feel, but you know, who who really knows? <laughs> uh, yeah. But I like the idea of Cox because he has that bonus of playing as a midfielder. But if you suddenly have some tools go down, he can uh, he can uh, play. Play just as, as much. Sorry, I did. Did I do a burp then? Sorry. I thought I thought it was you, you were scratching your elbow. I thought he's cracked his bones like some point. I went, I went to open my mouth to talk, and out this out this little burp came. Wow. So. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll bleep that out and post. This the show's gone to the dogs. Remember? It know. really has. It's absolutely. Slobby. Remember when we were young and fresh faced and <laughs> so <laughs> innocent? Just, just um, so innocent. Now we're just burping and that. Hey, well. I'm- 47, get over it. 47, get over it. I'm burping. <laughs> Strange noises come out of me now. I have no control. Um, well, mate, look, just a quick one tonight. A quick emergency pod. That's <laughs> well, Whatever you do tonight is not my in my business. But, yes, a quick one tonight. Uh, just a quick one. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, potty mouth. Um, it'll be uh, the lovely, the, the good lady wife's out and about. Um doing a medical appointment. So I've got the entire house to myself. So I think for a Friday, that's going to equal just one of the tastiest curries from down the road, I think, for a Friday night. And then just contemplate the 28 to 33 possessions that Calders is going to get on the weekend. It'll be a masterstroke. They'll, they'll start sizing Ben Rutten up for a statue now and we'll move on to a prelim. What happens if we win? Is it a prelim? No, um, you'd have to play. No, it's the one before a prelim, like a semi. Oh, okay. Like a semi. Okay. But um, yeah, massive, massive, massive news today. Massively feeling sorry for Heine. Um, But Calders, grab a your listener. Grab them with both hands, mate. Let's see you get out there and do a really good job. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, All right thank you, everybody, for this emergency podcast. Yes, thank you, everyone. Uh, and you'll hear from us, for Patreons, for the after-match review. It will either be fun or not so fun. <laughs> It'll be a minute of silence. Yes. That's exactly it. All right. Catch you, everyone. Bye, guys. <laughs>